right now I'm recording because this is too good to miss. I believe that. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. <laughs> uh, welcome, everyone, uh, to a, you know a pretty filthy casual episode of the Knife Nuts podcast. That's how we're going to start this one. I mean, don't edit any of that out. Okay, fine. I mean, I don't think we could really call it a casual episode when for like the last, I don't know, eight episodes where we haven't had a guest, it's taken this exact same format. Where we're just like, hey, do you guys want to record tonight? Okay. And then don't have any ideas. Yeah, but Brian's compressor, th- that was its first its first entrance. So We're actually firing Brian and hiring the compressor as the fourth <laughs> member of the it's team. It's got more personality. <laughs> it's got more personality. It's got just as much Thank fire. God. <laughs> okay, I also thought it was Brian had mastered the joke and used a tumbler when you said you were hand tumbling knives i thought he turned <laughs> on his exactly tumbler what it was yes i it called just, it at least uh, it somebody on the fucking board i knew i knew it was it a was tumbler. tumbler all right <laughs> he had the co- okay in our defense he did have the compressor on before i mean it sounded like every different. single different machine it sounded was like on. a tumbler it yeah. sounded like a robot was getting <laughs> fucked in there there it is Oh no, that's just his pet snake that he just. Are you, are you guys familiar with the genre of music called field recordings? We're just going to make a whole album of sounds from Brian's shop. No one is familiar with that. No. <laughs> you know what? That reminds me, we never did the Brian Nado VR experience. I don't think this so. is it. This whole podcast has been the Brian Nado VR experience. Please don't make this about me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's, that's the title of the Next episode. podcast, everybody. This is what you don't pay for, Please thankfully. Imagine if we had Patreon and people paid for this. Yeah, oh uh, no, this is what happens when we don't have Patreon supporters. <laughs> exactly, because what? like our like our uh, Instagram fan said, we need money to buy more surds and and other stuff. <laughs> other stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, we can't afford to give anything else away, so. That's pretty much how this is going to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, anybody get any knives? Uh, you know, I did. It was actually, you know what? I was two for two on avoiding power outages during these storms, and I got in some cool knives. So in the immortal words of Peter Steele, I am less miserable. So yeah. Should we should we start with the big one, which is the mini, might as well. the mini typhoon. I finally got my mini typhoon. Yeah. So, yeah. One of the last ones, it seems like. But Brian's the only one not applauding. Because <laughs> you, I mean, hey, you should be applauding yourself for finally getting to the end of these mini typhoons. Oh, I have one knife. I'm done. I have one knife left that is at the Cerakote guy. I wasn't happy with it, so he took it back. Um, and then that's it. I have no more orders. It's a little scary, you know. Yeah. Um, well, you got I'm the just, micro just... coming through. Yeah, but I'm used to always having six months worth of orders ahead of me that I know I'm going to be eating for the next six months. Right now, it's like, uh, what am I going to do? Does that mean you get to start the chicane faster? or? Um, well, that's pretty much the plan. What I'm going to do is um, while I screw around getting the chicane, all the files on, and you know, there's just so much work that has to be done ahead of time when you have to make – you know, you're making – fixtures and then you have you know to hold all these parts in multiple different ways and a bunch of shit so while i'm getting the last of that stuff done i'm gonna make up a couple daggers and probably throw together a couple more mini typhoons because i do have a couple blades here and then um i'll take one of each you've got you've got that one outstanding order with a podcast (laughs) co-host two outstanding orders 
Yeah, they'll never happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> they didn't laugh. Dave thought it was funny. I did, because I've got mine secured, <laughs> so I, I don't have to worry about the mini typhoons anymore. And I mean, mine would be my second. I'm just being greedy. <laughs> yeah. I think DMX had a had a song about that. But anyway, I'm Brian, I'm super happy with mine. Like it's it's awesome. I just just like I know you're our co host, but there's no other way to describe it. It's really awesome. It's it's just so well done. And the thing that is I like about it is it just feels different from every other sort of titanium frame lock flipper you can get. And I mean obviously it's because you put a lot more attention into these than your average production knife, but it just it feels different, and that is what is makes it stand out in this day and age when there's a million knives in the same sort of price range. I don't know what you mean by feels different because I never really I don't handle too many other people's knives. Yeah, but um, <laughs> it's it's I think it's the way you do the detent. The fact that there is no transition from the lock bar to the detent, so it doesn't ever like the detent doesn't ever fall off the blade. It's yeah, just a very I mean, smooth I transition. The detent is definitely different from everybody else's. Well, except from one dude now. <laughs> It's just incredibly smooth, and everything is like every edge is broken I was on say, it. It does feel like someone else's knife now. <laughs> don't even mention his name. I don't want to give that f- cocksucker any play. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, but I I am just so happy with it. It's yeah. awesome. I'm really glad I got in on it. I almost you know this almost went past me. This was what one of the last ones. So uh, yeah, I'm glad I did it. So thank you, Brian. Yeah, it's gonna it's one of the last ones that's made in the USA too. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Because I have one knife being made out of the country. And you know what? At least I'm I'm one of the fucking guys that come out and tell you that it's made in China. Especially after, you know, how I've been kind of not too easy on them. You know, um, Whoa. I, I, I could have just <laughs> sold it and said, hey, it was mine like half these other fucking pricks do. Yeah, it's kind of crazy yeah. how many people we keep finding out are doing that. I know. I don't know if we should stay on this topic or not, but I wanted to shout out uh, Ekim. Um, I don't even know if it was a new video or not, but it, it was new to me. I just watched it last night, um, and he's kind of just giving advice for you know new knife makers on his uh, YouTube channel. And I, I think he spent more time just repeating that than anything else. And and I got to agree with him. It's the most important thing you can do, or the biggest mistake you can make, whichever way you want to look at it. It's like it doesn't matter if you use a certain type of tool versus another type of tool. It doesn't matter like. How you you know how you're doing it is not going to make or break you. It's whether you're upfront with your customers and you tell them. Like he was talking about using a jig, jig, uh, yeah. as opposed to freehanding. Uh, we, we like to call them fixtures nowadays. <laughs> yeah, as, as as opposed to like CNC versus you know uh, no CNC or or whether it's if it's the parts are made in China and then it's assembled in the United States is not the same as made in USA. You know what I mean? Well, Um, my knife identifies as made in USA and it also identifies as hand ground. So the thing is there's, you can make, there's money to be made. Even if you say it's Chinese made, why go and lie to your customers and totally scumbag everybody? It doesn't make sense to me. Well, because when it's, I mean, you would think when people found found out they'd be pissed, but I don't know. It seems like uh, people are just oblivious to it. I, I agree. It just doesn't matter. That's as long as you put out a quality product, it does not matter. Yep, totally. And and the mini typhoon is that awesome? I think my favorite detail is so I have the aspirated frame with the. You can see it on my Instagram if you guys are interested. And on the aspirations, I have the edges polished, but instead of just doing it with like a piece of sandpaper and your finger or something. Brian, you well, like you can't do that. Yeah, I mean, you could like 
use like a little ro- a dowel or something, I assume, to polish oh, it. But, yeah. but instead, it's no milled. One's gonna do that. Instead, it's milled, so it has all these facets like a disco ball, and they just kind of like now the, reflect in the light. It now, looks the so reason cool. it has facets, there is reasons behind that. Um, because I'm projecting a tool path onto a spline because it's not a, it's not a, um, those holes aren't made. Once you project it, it's hard to explain. Once you project it onto a 3D surface, it's not on a single plane. So they're all little splines that are going from one to another. So that's what gives it that facet type of look. Well, it looks awesome. And hey, listeners, don't tell us that we never get into awesome technical detail because I understood none of that. <laughs> I, 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 I actually understood that. I can't. No, I, I get it because like one part of the of the aspiration is higher or lower than the other because of the sort of three D well, contour. Well, f- for example, if I you know if if I took that that hole and I projected the <laughs> the shape of the hole up to the zero surface, mm-hmm. it would give a shape. Now that's how I draw and and extrude those holes through there. So when I when I draw in 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 my 3D CAD, those all those arcs have specific sh- shapes and sizes to them. So there's going to be an arc on the top, an arc on the bottom, and then each end. So really, it's going to be four arcs when I draw it. But when you now you're projecting that drawn arc onto a surface that's radiused, you're not on a flat plane anymore, and it makes it all splines instead of four arcs. Mm. Yeah, I got a C in geometry, so I'm gonna pretend like I have something to contribute. <laughs> Brian, is it is that is that pass is that a single pass or uh, is the tool coming coming back in and, and circling, so to speak? For which part? For the just the just J- the chamfer? For the raw bevels, yeah. Yes, that's just one pass. One pass, okay. It looks cool. I mean, I've I've had other knives that have had holes that were then polished to the sort of bezel, but it it's very cool. I I love yeah, it for that for that price. You're not getting hand polished holes. Yeah, so. uh, I'm. Hey, I like this. It looks cooler. It's more unique, and I don't know. Overall, I'm I'm super happy with it. Like, I don't really carry my cyclone, but I have been carrying this one quite a bit. I mean, I I'd like to go even further with it, and instead of doing a chamfer all around, take a little tool and do all little tool paths, so you can do different. It's just you know, again. Unfortunately, it's hard to make money doing that stuff. That's why I kind of am backing off a little bit and going to do my own thing a little bit. Try to get some, try to get the juices flowing again. Maybe some weird ones at Blade, since um I don't know about weird, but I'm well, gonna, you know, experimental yeah. stuff that you haven't been mine, able to do. Mine is the perfect one to experiment on because I've got uh, outside funding for that one. I've got <laughs> I've got my own little Patreon account for that one. <laughs> Your wife, nice. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm 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 really happy with it, Brian. I'm glad I got in on it. And I keep forgetting it's S90V. Like I just keep assuming yep. it's some some conventional steel, and then it's just an awesome detail about it. So, thank you. Glad to like it, man. And also, Jake, you got to mute yourself when you're not talking because we're getting the the like robot farting noises. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Jake. Uh, and then other knives. Um, production stuff. I got the ZT0462, the Sinkovich. The upsized one of the 0460, which is based on this Polychaki design. And Levan, that was the f- you, when I was at your house on Friday. That was the first time I handled the 0460, and I think it's just stupidly small. Like you're stupidly small. You don't even like it. You were gonna sell that thing, and then you had it customized. What was the deal I there? I still, I still like it. I, thought, I like it enough that I've kept it. 
I thought you were going to get rid of it when you first got I it. I might get rid of it now. Yes. It's because, well, here's the thing. I love this design. It's probably my, my favorite folding right. knife design, but it's an incredibly inefficient use of handle space. Like, there is a good, I don't know, on, on this full-size one, there's a good three-quarters of an inch at the front and back that you can't actually hold. So, like, a smaller version of this knife is the worst idea they could have had. I did not like the 460, but the 462 is awesome. It's seriously, yes. it's seriously good. It definitely, I think it's the only one of, the, I like that one of the new ZTs and the uh, RJ Martin one. I'm going to get like that, that one too. I'm not going to get to 393. I'm not as interested in it at this point, but hey, people are liking it. The one thing I will say about the 462, it doesn't have that crazy like detent strength and lock bar tension that ZT has been doing. Like I just sold my 452 CF, but that thing was like super strong detent, super strong lock bar tension. This is the exact opposite to the point where it feels like something's loose and it isn't. It's just like that smooth. Knowing your luck, the detent's probably just going to fall out. Not it. Oh, I hate flipping knives on podcasts, but I just. I did. thought you. Were, I thought you were going to say, "Oh, it just fell out." <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I don't know. Is the is the detent ball pressed into the insert or the? Oh well, it is not. It's pressed into the titanium, so it's less likely to fall out. Nice touch, ZT. I really like it. It's awesome. It is exactly what I wanted it to be. And you know what? The best part is it's cheaper than the Greenthorn clone of the Podshotki, <laughs> which is made yeah. in China. It is $300. Yeah. What's really funny is that I'm actually going to hold out and hope they do a, a full tie a TI version. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they do, it's literally like a cheaper American made version yeah. of the I mean, Chinese that's all made. I want. <laughs> of the Chinese made original. That knife would just benefit from that monochrome look. It's yeah. Like, that's what it originally was. Uh, also, the the red actually looks cool. It's a very metal knife. Yeah. It's black and red and it's pointy and stabby. It's very and made metal. Of metal. Yeah, it's, it's very metal. metal. I, I like it. Yeah, I do like it. Yeah, I definitely. I think I'm gonna pick up that the RJ Martin. I'm really impressed. They just they did a good job with it. And then lastly, I got in this. This was a total impulse, but I bought. <laughs> you know how much I love Richard Wu. I got the Reich 803 CH, which is their collaboration with this sort of nebulous knife company called CH Knives that sells all their knives on AliExpress and DHgate. Um, to their credit, what they're all like original CH designs. China. That's right. <laughs> and they have they have a few China D2 knives. Um, they do some S35E yeah, and some M390, but they got a fair share of China D2. So, you know, they're out here repping our brand. Um, it's good. It was 200 bucks. It's got M390. It's got a cool Quakenish design, but in classic Richard Wu fashion, the blade stock is like way too thick. Like the, I got that 1507 in from Mastrop, that Reich, and that mm. thing just was a fucking axe. It was like a wedge. It was terrible. Um, and as much as I hate to say that about Reich, the finish was great, but the blade grind was awful. This is better. I like it. He, Richard Wu, speaking of him, he's been uh, very much in the public eye. <laughs> I think he thinks that Thor 6 is, is, is his, his magnum opus. I mean, it's pretty <clears> remarkable <throat> for a piece of CNC like it looks like something that someone like carved i also can't hand. tell if that knife is really huge or they're just really small you know what this has happened to me before kaiser posted a knife uh, and it was like a chinese woman holding the knife and it looked gigantic and it just turned out to be a normal size knife so i have no <laughs> I, I have no idea he also posted he's posting a lot of selfies now yeah well you know what? And, and, and in the third person i might add it's like richard Wu and the and the Thor sick. He is just like, a fucking you're... enigma. Like, is is that knife ever going to come out? Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Is he going to market it by taking weird selfies? Yes. Well, I, he's probably going to want five grand. Oh, absolutely. For that freaking thing. That thing is. Where does he get 
Timascus in Ormokutai in that thickness. I thought he made it. I don't know if he makes it. I think he has it made for him. I know. I know he's posted pictures of like Chinese-made Mokutai, which might be the next T-shirt idea. I wonder what the import tax is going to be like on those. Oh God, yeah, it's they're going to be crazy. I want to see. Well, you know, if we're at Blade, he'll definitely have them at Blade. I'd think. That was a political joke for everybody. Oh, tariffs. Yeah, that's probably the biggest news. We should talk about that at some point. But yes. I bet I bet he'll have the the Thor six at Blade. That thing is oh, wild, and I'm sure it'll be an absolutely insane amount of money there too. So I can't remember. Like Jake and I were at uh, the last show we went to was was the New York show. We won't be able to make it to uh, uh, the Northeast, the East Coast Custom Knife show, but uh, we will be at Blade. Either way, I there were three representatives for Reich at at New York. And they were pretty coy about saying who was who. But I feel like Richard Wu was there and standing in the background, like kind of overseeing everything and uh, didn't speak any English. So, Yeah, they have not done a great job of like they now have a like Reich Knives USA account from someone in Brooklyn who appears to speak English. Uh, maybe Mike Ziva. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, they've never done a great... I, I just have to think that the guy has some other source of income and doesn't actually care about knives. Oh, no. and I mean, they were very upfront about that. It's like they do a lot of manufacturing for other companies. But like, uh, like knives, like, though, or something else? No. Because like we would see these knives. Like This is the thing that I call kind of bullshit on Wii Knives. They're saying they're doing OEM. Were they doing like OEM but like making shitty knives all these years and not making good ones? Because like there haven't been... There's not a decade's worth of good Chinese knives. So who were they doing OEM work for? <coughs> Jason Browse. <laughs> yeah, but like, we knives yeah, are of such superior quality to Browse's stuff that like I don't, I don't. I who I who are they doing? What, I guess it's whatever they're paying for. I mean, the way they were describing it to me from Reich was that, you know, Reich is like a passion project. Like it's stuff that he puts his time and his energy into. I can see that. And everything else is just, you know, run of the mill, so to speak. Uh, bad puns. That wasn't a pun. It was, you know. <laughs> it was a pun. It just wasn't a terrible pun. Okay. Right. Yeah, that's true. And that's what we're used to here, frankly. But, yeah, that's that's it for me. So three three pretty awesome knives. I'm pretty happy about that. Um, but I'm definitely going to be a broke boy come September when I start school again. So I, uh, <laughs> I, better, st I better stock up now because there's not going to be a lot of knives in my future. I'm a broke boy right now. Yeah, eh, you, you bought a house. It's a little different. Well, but I, I'm knife broke. I mean, you did not get anything in recently. Well, you know, you want to know something crazy? My Robert Carter custom tech is uh, still in Texas. Like... The post, the post office is fucking with me. When did they ship it? He, Robert, yeah, shipped it two and a half weeks ago. Oh, sh oh, shit! Yeah, when I was there. Yeah, it's been bouncing around between Houston and Beaumont, Texas. <laughs> I called, uh, and they said that uh, there's something wrong with the, um, the barcode. And then I get a, a call from my post office saying. Uh, we saw you put in a thing. You called, and uh, there's something wrong with your. Uh, you know, you haven't received your your package. We just want to let you know that it's in Texas. And I was just like, Yeah, I know it's in Texas. Yep. That's the problem. Is that it's 
not in Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta uh, you just gotta write it out. It'll, that's all I'm doing right now. Eventually, it'll it, come. Yeah, at least it says processing exception now. At least they realize something is wrong, <laughs> and it's just not moving back and forth on the same conveyor belt. <laughs> yeah, what, what's the longest that you've had a knife lost in the mail from? The post service. This this is a record for me. It's going on a month. So I had uh, the first Gale Bradley I bought took a month, just just disappeared and then reappeared like three weeks later. It was bizarre. Jake, have you had that experience? Not uh, not necessarily stuck in the mail. I've been scammed a time or two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my my only my only bad recent uh, shipping experience was FedEx. Um, bumping back the shipping date for both my surd and Levon's surprise uh, purple kitty cat surd. I got a purple kitty cat surd. <laughs> yeah, they they bumped both of them back three separate times, and that was uh, that was FedEx. Oh yeah, I hate that. And that was before the storm, so yeah, it's just bad. Brian, you bad you probably ship more things than any of us. Have you had any real horror stories with the post service? Um. One time, the day before Christmas, I shipped out something to a guy, and for some reason, oh, right before that, they changed, like, the value to whether or not it needed a signature. Like, it was always $500, and then it would automatically require a signature. Well, then it went to 550 or some bullshit like that. My wife sent it out for me, and so it didn't have a signature on it, and it ended up going to the wrong person's house and sat on somebody's doorstep supposedly um, oh yeah i remember so, you telling me about that yeah i remember i wasn't sure you know you don't know if the person's playing games or not you know it's like everything sounds kind of fishy we just kept mm -hmm. playing it out eventually he said he got it so we was all good with that um i had shit shipped out to me in california i forget who i shipped that i think that was just usps too i had it shipped out to where i was staying in california and it ended up showing up we had to change our plans because I was driving out to Vegas to go to the Vegas show, and that was I shipped all my knives there, you know. So I was like panicking whether or not I was going to get them. I had to change plans while I was there, but I ended up getting them. Um, that, that's pretty much it. Not, but, you know, everything as long as you do things right, it typically um, everything seems to turn out well. Matter of fact, I even just sent one the other day to to, um, to Canada. You got it. Oh, good. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I tell people straight up, listen, you know, him I told straight up, I'm not making any promises. If you want to go through with it, I'll build you the knife. Otherwise, I'll just refund your money. Um, and he wanted to go through with it. He took all the responsibility, you know, so I marked it any way he wanted. I shipped it any way he wanted, and it ended up there. Did you send it assembled or disassembled? Yep, all assembled. Okay, interesting. Uh, I, would I, 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 would, sorry. I was just going to say that I, I imagine this... Uh, that a lot of reform is going to happen on that uh, that Canadian bill because it's just insane. Yeah, it seems like there's some progress. Uh, yeah, but how many people really give a shit? Yeah, exactly. More people than we thought. You think? I think. I so. think only because it's hurting an industry. I think if it was if there was no knife stores in Canada or something, if there was no money to be made on it, no one would care. But. Um, right. If it was just knife collectors, then maybe it'd be a different story. But I guess at least there's some sort of like sporting goods industry that's probably being affected by it that are pissed. Sure. So. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. So as, as if there's some money involved, but yeah, I mean, I had to, I had to send a knife disassembled there, but that's a, another story. My uh, 
tiebreaker is still in. Uh, it's not coming back. It, it ain't coming back. I mean, it's been there. It's been there a while. You know how long it takes to sort out an estate after someone dies? They're never gonna figure out whose knife it is. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I got another knife. You got uh, a lot of knives. Did I? What else did I get? I know I got one. I'm sitting here flipping it. I thought you got like the the kitchen knives, and then there's. Oh shit! Yeah, you're right. Those are nice. Yeah, I got that Lion Steel Shuffler. Oh yeah, yeah, you did get one. It's tight. I like it. Yeah, it's fine. I like it too. It's it's good. Yeah. It's just I I forget ninety percent of the time that I have it in my pocket. I think I've seen that knife twice since I bought it. I think it's sitting on in like where I drop my keys and shit. That's like it sits in a slipcase in my pocket, and I just leave it in my jeans. Like oh, slipcase? Aren't you fancy? Well, maybe. <laughs> Um, I got a Liang Ma 15. Ooh. Yeah, how is it? Amazing. That's the thing. That is a knife that pictures do no justice for. That knife is... As far as manufacturing goes, like I don't think it gets better than this. Genuinely. I mean, it's it's pretty wild. It's an integral. It's got that crazy birch ventilation milling shit going on. It's pretty incredible. And I, and I went ham and got the uh, hand-rubbed version. Yeah. Um, so that has the, <clears throat> the, uh, orange peeled, uh, frame. Yep. And, uh, it's a hand rubbed flat and, and main, uh, bevel and the rest is grinder satin and it looks amazing. It's, I mean, it's an, it's a really nice knife. If I didn't have a warrior two, I'd be much more interested in it, but it's just nice. I'm, I might just have to send this one for you to play. It's, with it's crazy. It's pretty big though. It's isn't epic. it pretty huge? It's a four-inch knife, but it does not carry. I mean, yeah, because it's very narrow. I also, I love that the pocket clip is just flying in the face of what everyone wants. It's a a sort of bent, like, titanium, bent, bent deep carry clip, which is like... With a a ceramic ball. Yeah, I would not have expected that to be the clip, but I like it. Yeah, the clip is uh, an enigma. Hey, Brian, are are you going to do a 3D clip on the chicane? And oh, is he <laughs> no, it's the fucking the mute again. Um, I'd like to. Ooh. I don't know if I'm going to do it on all of them. It depends on uh, what I end up making. You know, I might not end up making too many. Of them. I might just make some fancy ones and see what the hell happens. Well, I'm curious. Would you have to? You'd probably have to do the frame differently if you're doing a 3D one versus if you're doing the inserted bent clip. I have it drawn both ways. I have it. I have every time I make something, I have it drawn like fifteen. Look, this ways. is why this is why you pay extra for sharp by design knives. The man thinks this shit through. It's very true. I did like Brian. You posted the picture of that inlaid mini typhoon, which, by the way, was it? Why was that not an option when we wanted it? <laughs> but like, like you were gonna pay for that? Come on. No, probably not. Tested. No, you're right. Um, also, that that G10 was hideous, but the proof of concept was there. But anyway, right. I like how it was immediately someone was like, it would be better without the screws, and then you had an actual explanation for that, which is good, because, you know, people might just assume it's laziness, but clearly you are thinking this shit through. I just don't, I, I just have a hard time relying on tape. I don't give a fuck how good it is. It's like, to me, it's putting together something with bubble gum. Yeah. Now, okay, like somebody said, if you're, if you're doing wood or something that's brittle or something like that, then maybe I can see it. Um, but most of my knives are users' knives. You know, there's not too many of my knives that aren't. And yeah, the knives might be users, but uh, I don't know about the people who buy them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
I they have to be able to be used, in my opinion. So, you know, gluing them on or taping them in or bubble gum or whatever the fuck you use, I just can't do with it. I, I have to... I have to screw them in. Yeah. You know, it's like I said, if, if it was wood or something like that, maybe I'll try something, something else. But um, I'm just going to do blind screws from the inside for the new knives. I just wasn't about to go, you know, I'm finished up with this goddamn thing. I wasn't about <laughs> yeah. to go start, you know, redrawing it and doing <laughs> holes in the back and changing geometry and blah, blah, blah. And have... the screws that, I mean, they're not obtrusive, like compared to, you know, a certain benchmark. Yeah, I was going to say, at least the screw placement is like symmetrical. It makes sense. And not just, I was going to put one off-center. <laughs> just sort of floating in the middle of nowhere, like Benchmade does. Fucking Benchmade. Oh, my God. Did you see uh, both uh, N-Fresh and uh, Dr. Frunk? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, first off, I don't want to say you guys fucked up. Why did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. My guy, don't be spending $300 on a custom shop. Ugh. First off, it's they it is just highway robbery, those the custom shop Absolutely. shit. Why is it $60 for them to make you G10 scales? Why? It's crazy. And then they fuck I mean, it up too. The ones they the ones they spec looked nice. I mean, it wasn't like they Well, the thing bad. is they don't even have that many options. Like I was I was pretty pumped cuz you know I like that design. I've got the mini. And then yeah. like they have like four G10 colors. That's it. That's it. For real? It's like four or five. And you can get like a brass pivot collar inlay, which is cool, but like there's nothing more exciting. I'd rather have the knife be centered and work. I know, honestly. It's it's <laughs> it's so bad. The best part is these people are custom specking these, these from the quote-unquote custom shop. And so like someone has to take the time to assemble these. How do you just yeah. like assemble it and then look at it and be like, yeah, that's centered. That's right. I'm going to send this out. You know, it's perfect. It's that's that's been that's been the trend for this uh, this season because the same thing happened with that uh, Lum exclusive in Hap Forty. Oh, oh yeah. What happened with uh, that? Like half of trash. them were off center. Yeah, but that's because the Japanese OEM is trash. So interesting <laughs> thing. I learned something about the knife culture in Japan and how it's deteriorating rapidly because of the work conditions in Seki City. So a lot of the young people don't want to work in non-air-conditioned factories or run the non-air-conditioned well, factories. Right? So, and there's been no advancement whatsoever since they were like the crowning achievement of knife manufacturing. Well, that explains perfectly so why the knives look like they're 20 years old. Exactly. It's the same shit made by the same people who are now old and can't fucking see. Damn. That makes sense, cause yeah. Okay, first up, that speaking of that tariff, it just shows you again these new generation want it too fucking easy. Sit your fucking ass down in the heat, get paid, and go the fuck home, <laughs> or make it better. <laughs> yeah, or do that. Bring an air conditioner. I don't know. But I mean, hey, it like it's crazy. They, I do. I've never liked any of the Japanese-made Spider Co's, and now that there's like the tariff on imported steels, like you know, if this actually goes through, Spider Co is going to be like. Nah, bruh, you remember that, you know, 5% or 10% price increase last year? It's 20% now. You know Spider-Co is going to take advantage yeah. of this and go nuts with the price increases. Uh, has anyone read more than I have about the tariff? I know that the last thing I saw was that it went through, but as far as specifics, because from what I've just briefly read, it doesn't, it seems like it's only going to affect bringing like bowler steels and you know things in from overseas but all the crucible and you know the american yeah. domestic it actually oh, no. shouldn't it's, yeah yeah. Affect yeah it's gonna make that better it's it's only for 
import of foreign steel, and it's really go only going to affect large manufacturing steels. Um, for example, there's there's uh, steel like steel manufacturers in Pennsylvania. There's a lot of people on the Rust Belt that still you know are trying to build up their their steel manufacturing, and it's and it's been a shit show for the past you know however many years. Um, they're really enthusiastic about it. And then there are steel workers on the east, on the west coast, that still bring in pallets of imported steel, uh, whether it's from China or from Mexico. <clears throat> and Mexico, Mexico is excluded. From excluded. This, Mexico, and, Mexico Canada and Canada are currently yeah. excluded. Yeah. But the point is, before they were talking about all of this and the loss of jobs, um, it's they're bringing over that's mostly people who are manufacturing like solar panels and you know california stuff yeah i mean honestly <laughs> honestly the tariffs could have zero effect on japanese made knives and spiderco will still find a way to increase the price of them yeah well, <laughs> that's uh, all that's the joke i wanted to make uh, it's just <laughs> they're what they're using right now is uh japan is is riding the whole a Japanese made knife means that it's good. Yeah. You know, you see it with kitchen knives Yo, all the time. They sold, this, they this sold that katana bullshit into American, like, into American mm -hmm. brains so hard that, like, yes. all the weeaboos on the internet will never, like, oh, the Tamagahane. Like, yeah, nowadays, Japanese made just means, like, shit. Yeah, probably not particularly good. Also, there's a, a Japanese knife company. Can we talk about selling your own people out? There's a Japanese knife company called Raging Jap Knives. Wow. Like, I don't. I don't have a knife company called like Cheap Kike Knives because you know. Well, <laughs> oddly enough, Jap is Jewish American. Princess, I know, right? So. But like, I thought that Jap was at one point like offensive to Japanese people. So interesting, interesting marketing plan. Maybe I will come out with Cheap Kike Knives. I don't. I guess you gotta. I mean, it's just the first part of the country of origin. I mean, it can't be that. It's also just shorter for Japanese. I like, it I don't is, really understand how that is offensive. Oh, but when I say. Everybody fucking boss. Exactly. Come on. So, <laughs> Brian, don't let them steal your idea when there's like <laughs> knives coming out next month. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just going to keep yeah. quiet. Just going to be a lot of beeping noises in that last key. part. Uh, the, the next move is the, the Japanese knife companies are going to be lying about the origin and they're actually going to be made in America <laughs> and sold as a made in Japan knife. Honest, yes. Honestly, we're, we're, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> That's not. <laughs> like, we could get into All that. All the shipping you'll save. Yeah, well, shipping to Japan is also wildly expensive. It's, like, crazy. Sending something to and from Japan, like, as a person, I mean, maybe not as an industry, but, like, as a personal individual, if you want to send your Rockstead back to Japan, 60 bucks. Mm, that sucks. Yeah. So. Although it's not much cheaper to send an auto from, like, Pennsylvania to Ohio or something, because it has to go FedEx, UPS, oh, yeah. and it has to go... You know, with the signature and yada, yada, yada. yada. So um, funny. I just thought of this right now while we were recording. But um, we do, Levon and I have a close personal friend who is living in Japan. Do we not? Uh, yeah, we do. We could probably get him to send us some fun Japanese stuff, you know, like a Rockstead and some used panties <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Are folding mini food? Are folding locking knives legal in Japan? I thought they weren't. Oh no, nothing's legal in Japan. Yeah, I thought I thought you couldn't have folding locking knives, so he might not really be able to send you anything. You have a better chance really? of getting it here. I sent a couple there. I think. Yeah, mm. I mean, just like we we have a lot of autos here, but you know. And now the conversation has meandered into knife laws. Yeah, we're not talking about knife laws. Topic. Um, 
I want to talk. Can I just say before we get into that? I also got those custom kitchen knives from DCB Customs. And they're lovely. And they're absolutely gorgeous. They really are. That's it. Yeah, they're they're perfect. I uh, gained twenty pounds since you had them, right? Uh, you would be surprised. Well, actually, I probably gained forty pounds from being like snowed in for the couple <laughs> days. And when you get bored, all you want to do is like, hmm, oh, there's Elio's pizza in the freezer. I think I'll tear through that box. Savage. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I need to. I I like. I have a Miyabi Kaizen uh, Gyoto. Um, I like it. It's like a hundred bucks. What did you just say? It's it's a it's a Japanese made chef's knife. There, it's a Japanese company that's owned by uh, I want to say by Zwilling, or yeah, I think they're owned by Zwilling, which is J. A. Henkel Zwilling, one of like the biggest uh, yeah. German. Henkel's knives are still good. Yeah, the German. I don't know. I don't have much interest in the German and European mm-hmm. chef knives. Like this, this steel that they use is like super shitty. It's like one point four one one six, like the tin can shit that Cold Steel uses on its super cheap knives. Oh yeah. So I don't have much interest in like European kitchen knives, but I uh, I'm getting more excited about some of these. Mass Drop has a cool sort of seventy dollar eight inch chef's knife in BD one N, which is a, a nice more, nitrogen steel American made. I'm actually the ones that I'm using right now are BDZ one. Okay, yes, yeah, pr- probably pretty similar. I don't know that one as the, well, but the uh, custom ones are AEBO. Okay, yeah, th- those. I mean, those are great steels for kitchen knives. Mm-hmm. Take super keen edges, which is nice. So, yeah, I'm I'm thinking about expanding my sort of kitchen knife repertoire, which is your cutlery. Yeah, my cutlery, which is not really not something we've talked about in the podcast before. We just did. Yeah. Look at that cultured. We're so cultured. I need some wine and cheese right now. Anyway, <laughs> that'd be good. Yeah, mm-hmm. is that is that all you got? Well, uh, you got your purple kitty sword, but I feel like Jake needs to take it away about the sword. sword. Yeah, the kitty sword. Excuse me, the um, it's like a, a kitty kitty sword. <laughs> it's a child baby's mm-hmm. first sword. It it kind of is, which is appropriate for me. <laughs> I don't know. Did I get anything else? I, oh, I ordered something. What did you order? Um, I ordered a a new one of the new Kershaws. Uh, the Atmos, the Sinkovich one. It is the Atmos. It's so yes. nice. Thank goodness it you. looks so nice. It looks nice. so great. Doesn't it look great? I was like, yeah, give me Nothing that. Nothing about it bucks. seems cheap. I know it's like going to be when we get it, but. Well, I really like the fraction. I had a couple of those. I gave them away. Um, I just love how many KVT or, knives they're doing. Like, Oh, my gosh. I, I had to, I couldn't resist. I, I, the, I did. The Atmos, look, like I'm looking at like a picture, like a not a uh, stock photo, like one from Knife Ship Free. And it looks it like the, the grind lines look like super crisp. And like not like a thirty dollar knife. It's it really looks good. Send me that picture. All right, I'll send it in the chat right now. It it looks. Because I was going on Kershaw guys' pictures. Oh god, those are terrible. I, that's who I got my four sixty two from. He's pretty great. He ships really fast. Dave's great to work with, but his pic, his photography leaves a little bit to be desired. Speaking of retailers, uh, Tackle Outdoors just got a whole bunch of new product in too. Oh. How about that? So sponsor our the, our coupon code still works. Knife nuts. <laughs> 10% off. Tackle outdoor. 10% off. Yeah. So. Send me that picture. I, I did. Send in the, the Hangouts chat. Take a look at it. it. I mean, it's got the custom hardware and, like, probably fake carbon fiber inserts, but at least it's real G10. Like, goddamn. That knife looks what's, great. Yeah. What's the blade steel on that one? Oh, you know what it is, unfortunately. Okay. 8, 8CR. What? If they could do that in, like, 12C, 27, like, another super cheap yeah. steel, but that's just, like, slightly yeah. better. 
Man, that would be a cool knife. I, I'm very tempted I think it to looks get one. Great. The carbon fiber looks real. It might be like it an is. overlay, uh, like the like sort of G10 well, sticker like shit. A, well, yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be. It could. It's a super thin. Thin carbon, thin carbon fiber is not expensive. Yeah. So I mean, that thing could just be a millimeter thick laid in there, and that they pay next to nothing. For That's it. almost certainly what it is. Yeah. It's like you're modifying your car in 2002. <laughs> Got to get the, the <laughs> CF wrap on everything. Yeah. That never looked good. No. Oh, not ever. I had the I had the red carbon. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Jake, was it you and I who were talking about this or did we talk about it on like the last podcast? Oh, I don't no. remember. I remember picking like I picked up a girl uh for like a a lunch date and you know, I thought it was really cool. I had this like my interior was all done up, so I was like a freshman in college at this point. And and it was like when she got in the car was the moment I lost my innocence cuz I <laughs> Like it was her, her presence made me realize how stupid it looked. <laughs> I swear to God, that's what it took. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, you became self-conscious about your fake red carbon fiber. Yep. At some point we all need to grow up apparently. And that was the moment. Put everything in perspective. Jeez. I mean, this is also, I, the moment I knew you were a psycho is when you told me about driving an AE86. Like oh, hell actually yeah. daily driving that- one of those things. I launched that thing into my buddy's uh, front yard, man. Oh my god, trying to trying to drift around a, a cul-de-sac. Oh my god. What did you guys do? When you, god damn. We were terrible people. We had no. We just had we had really good childhoods. We had really privileged and awesome childhoods, and I'm forever grateful. That led for to that. you guys running from the cops and being like complete degenerates. Well, no, I, di- I didn't know Jake when 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 during our childhood. Okay. Um, oh, I, I'm I'm talking when, when I say childhood, I'm talking all the way up to like age 27, 26, 25, somewhere in there. Oh yeah, then I did know you. Yeah. Oh, oh you knew me when I was a when I was a child. We were children. No, we were children. I still, I still had some innocence. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, where did we tell where did we tell you those stories, Dave? Uh, what happened at Casa de Levon? Yeah, we we had a little thing. We did a thing. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. We had a, a our first ever. Well, actually, not really. The first ever knife nuts get together was before the podcast ever existed in like 2015 in King of Prussia yeah. Mall. But this was the, the since the podcast has existed, this is the first time at least three of us. Oh wait, no, it was the first time I had seen yeah. you guys, and uh, we went to Levon's house and we had a, a good time. There were some guests, some honored guests, and mm-hmm. we cut up too much paper and fucked up your floor really badly. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm, I just today found more paper. I mean, it was ridiculous. It was too many. Yeah, underneath the, the coffee You can blame table, Jake for I that. I did very little of it. It's okay. Uh, somehow, the, the cat caught on to this, and I had a roll of paper towels downstairs, and he tore that thing to shreds. I mean, he just wanted to fit in. <laughs> yeah, um, also, Brian, fuck you for not coming. Sorry. <laughs> yes, eternally. Yeah. Well, that that little get together served a number of purposes, um, you know, personal and professional for our sponsor that we had a sponsor for that that little get together, that little party. And we got to test out we got to test drive some workshop products in probably one of the best or at least most interesting ways. Um, We had three. 
knife morons. makers. Morons. <laughs> morons is what you're looking at. Yeah, no, we were, no, there were no, morons We're not referring too, to us at this yeah. point. Oh. No, there were three actual knife makers there who we got footage of and, and got some feedback from as they were actually using the uh, Ken Onion uh, workshop with the blade grinding attachment. Which actually turns it into, if you haven't seen this thing, it, it really just turns it into like a micro, it looks just like a 2x72, it's got rollers, you know, it it, it uh, kind of mimics that, you know, what a knife, knife maker would be used to, so they all kind of gravi- gravitated towards it and, and, you know, got right down and started sharpening stuff, and, uh, you know, John John Gray spent some time on Levon's house knife, the Talwar, which is uh, like a 10-inch blade or something crazy like that, and Everyone got a turn, and and everyone seemed to actually enjoy it, and it it helped cover Levon's entire house with uh, little shards of paper, which was my my gift. Large um, shards of paper. Yeah, well, it, large, medium, small. I was I was going for small ones because they'd be harder to pick up. Um, Such a dick. I'm sorry. I would think mostly the people that are going to buy it that are mostly going to be novices or guys that are collectors, not really. Knife which is makers. a shame. Yeah. So, I mean, how does it work out for the, you know, for the average person? Well, Barry sharpened a knife on it, so that was pretty impressive. And he didn't ruin his, I mean, it, immediately it was a $10 Kershaw injection, but he didn't ruin it. Um, yeah, Barry shows up to the uh, to, to the little get-together. Uh, like, well, so what are you carrying, Barry? Uh, McGinnis, you know, uh, Horton, uh, what are you carrying? Uh, $10 Kershaw injection. It was, a, it was a real buzzkill. <laughs> but he did carry his... He did carry his entire case. Of it was, was worth more than my entire life. All of my assets combined in that one case. But yeah, I was going to say, if, if if the amount you sharpen is directly proportional to how expensive your knife collection is, um, I would say that Barry is probably not a super experienced sharpener, and he still managed to actually sharpen that injection an and not ruin it. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not, yeah, it's not mean, just getting it sharp. It's With the work sharp, the problem is not ruining your knife. Yeah, well, so the, I think the important thing to note is bef- before I get to any kind of conclusion about whether it's good or whether it's bad or, you know, what uh, what tweaks I might suggest, the, I think the fact that, um, first off, there's a huge difference between the original workshop design and the, the attachment, you know, the blade grinding attachment. It, it really, I mean, there, it just allows the original workshop to just power something else basically when you put that attachment on uh, and it's a totally different beast. So um, having all that extra space and all the areas to do, you know, use the belt to, you know, slack grind or slack sharpen and, and get a convex edge. Um, you know, ultimately we had a whole bunch of people try it and everywhere from, you know, a, a professional knife maker who's been, a freehand, you know, grinding and making knives for decades, all the way down to a couple of people who don't even usually sharpen their own knives. Everyone was able to use it to, uh, to you know, some degree, so some varying degree of of success. The more the more seasoned people seem to really take to it. They seem to enjoy. Absolutely, it. yeah. And like to Brian's point, does that mean that a, a professional knife maker should should have one of these? You know. I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on what your sharpening setup is like already. I mean, it's a it's a two hundred dollar, two hundred and ten dollar investment to get those two pieces. So it's not terribly expensive. I mean, compared to Wicked Edge and Edge Pro and and you know the other sort of uh, your average high end uh, sharpening or even just a few good stones, uh, it's certainly not any more expensive. 
Um, but how much? What about what do belts cost? Because being they're so short, you know, they're going to wear out real quick. Yeah. So, so you know, belts there's a big expensive. There's a very yeah. There's going to be a really big difference uh, in in terms of um, you know cost of uh, replacement belts between someone like you, Brian, who you know you're taking a blade, uh, a, f- a freshly made blade off, and you're going up to put its first ever bevel, you know, a secondary bevel on it. You would tear through belts much more quickly than the guy that just turns it on to, you know, touch up an edge, drop it once in a while, and yeah. yeah, and it even had a super, super, super fine option that that was basically just a strop uh, in, in belt form. But you know, my 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 initial impression, I thought I was going to be saying, look, you know, all the hate for the the workshop comes from the fact that it's designed as more of an outdoor sharpening tool i mean it used to be called or and i maybe it still is called like the the workshop you know outdoor sharpener and marketed for just that machetes and axes and and you know more uh heavy duty probably rusty you know user tools and not your dainty little high-end super precise well-finished you know three inch custom knife or whatever but honestly with this with this attachment you can use it for either purpose and i think the belt i, I want to say the belts are it's 18 dollars for a replacement set of five so like the extra course okay. through the extra fine and they're they're yeah. half or the work the ken onion one they're three quarter by 12 inch and then the regular one they're half inch by 12 inch belts yeah yeah and that, i think that's i mean t- if you take away anything from my my ramble about the the workshop stuff there's a huge difference between the workshop that we've known and this this new can onion attachment um you know and, and if you're using that attachment i would say it it you know it like anything else there's there's going to be a bit of a learning curve but if you um if you've ever used a grinder at least it's a familiar shape um <laughs> overall I, I mean i didn't hear anyone say a bit a single bad thing about that setup now we also set up the the more typical uh you know the the combo unit and then the original unit and that's where people are scared about you know either hurting the finish or taking the tip off and blunting the uh the tip of your knife and that i can see how people do on again on a on a smaller knife or you know something that's not just an outdoor tool uh i would have no problems running my camp 10 through it um and potentially well there, well, there you, you know. go like that's a knife that you actually you know don't care yeah. about um also uh, I, I mean maybe you I, I understand what they mean by outdoor sharpener meaning that it's stuff that you you sharpen the stuff that you use outdoors but you know the advertising kind of makes it it's kind of ironic to me that it requires electricity so <laughs> there's nothing outdoor about it you yeah have to use it indoors outdoor uh, yeah more like a shed it's your yeah. it's your ulti- it is an ideal shed sharpener um yeah uh, but again, that I mean, that only goes for the traditional units. The the belt grinding attachment on the Canon unit, in my opinion, makes it versatile enough to really use it for for anything that you want. Um, I don't know if it takes barbecue sauce the same way that those that a stone <laughs> would. Oh, I saw that. Is it but, still uh, stained? It's stained. It's a five dollar yeah. uh, fucking stone. It works. You might be able to get it out with like brake clean or something. Guys, I'm just going to use it. Stone. God damn it! going to use it until all the our, these are. The this isn't like a thirty thousand grit fucking Shapton glass stone that cost three hundred dollars. 
Brian yeah. likes any excuse to use brake cleaner too. I love that. I love yeah, that. you at least use the non <laughs> one, Brian. Like your hand must be useless. I'm wondering why I have like Nuria. I can't even say it. That's how fucking bad I am. <laughs> <laughs> you just had Nuriotic. a stroke. <laughs> you know, it, I wonder. You know, I you know there was a while there that I was complaining about a lot of things that were happening to me. Like my arms would go numb and shit. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I, I was wondering, is it the fucking brake cleaner doing it to me? Because I was, I was using it a lot. You know, you know, like Mad Hatter disease, like when, yeah, like yeah, when being exposed to mercury, Brian has brake cleaner disease. Well, the other thing is, when I was a kid, I used to walk around with my pellet gun, and I would take, I would just take, like the can full of pellets and dump fifty pellets in my fucking mouth. <laughs> the, the um. The, lead you know pellets. the lead pellets. Oh my god! <laughs> and you know it absorbs through your yeah. skin fast in the mouth too. Yeah, that so shit bioaccumulates. Uh, oh my god! You know, is there is there a way to test for that now? Yeah, I think yeah. you could probably. Yeah, I think you might have some neurological damage. There's, there, there are two easy, uh, common ways to test for that. The the first is like go to your doctor and get your lead levels checked. Uh, you know, via a blood sample. The other way is if you ever have numbness in your extremities, you have fucking lead poisoning, dude. <laughs> <laughs> numbness and confusion and and yeah basically like racism to ra- racism. <laughs> chronic racism and uh and numbness of the extremities are really common Listen, side effects. i use one word and it's questionable that's oh, the, yeah. I, I never say any other words than that that's true. We, except in the final all right, well, so you know well, we always joke about losing podcast hosts to suicide. I think we're gonna lose Brian to fucking neurological, like you know, intractable neurological damage first. Brian, try not to stroke out until we finish this. <laughs> Seriously, uh, yeah, I, I never, I never dumped him in my mouth, but the as a kid, <laughs> as a kid growing up, there's a sound up, bite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always bit. You know the um, split split shot weights for when you're fishing. You know, to oh put yeah, those. Stuff. I always bit those things closed. Uh, until right. I until I started carrying the Leatherman, which was like the my final stage of development before I started carrying a knife. And so that that means like for 15 years I was I was just biting those things. Nice. Um, I mean, biting them is one thing, but I would literally walk around for hours in the woods with them in my mouth. Right, it's amazing or that you're alive. <laughs> were you spitting or swallowing? There's a sound bite. Because it's that's guaranteed to make you salivate if you dump a whole bunch of lead in your mouth. Oh, your mouth I'm, sure, you, I'm, I'm sure you swallow at some point. <laughs> he actually was able to spit them with such velocity that he didn't need to use the BB gun. <laughs> yeah. The only questionable shit I did with my mouth as a kid. Now there's a sound bite. I used to chew yeah. on shoes and got a tapeworm. What? Yep. Whoa! What the fuck? The only thing was that you chewed on shoes and got a tape. You don't leave like teething children like unattended. Apparently, I was just chowing down on people's shoes. Did they ever take it out? You're still only like eighty fucking pounds. I mean, honestly, I could. He probably named the fuck. I would be nice if I still had it. I could eat. I could eat the way I want to and never have to worry about it. Yeah, if anyone has a tapeworm, hit me up. You ordered a small shirt. You do not need a tapeworm. I mean, I think I'm, I'm. You know, if someone's got a tapeworm, I'm in the market. So. Send us your tapeworms through knifenuts.net. Contact us. Send your tapeworms. Don't actually, because that, that shit is hor- <laughs> horrific. Anyway, the workshop, yeah, you know what? 
I think it's I think it's good. I just if you don't use the guides, the guides that they build in are supposed to make things easier, and that is the number one way to to fuck up the tip of your knife with a work sharp is not being able to see what's happening to the tip. So as you're pulling it through that guide, and there's that critical period where the tip is obscured by the guide, you have no idea what's happening. It's like <laughs> fucking Schrodinger's cat of knives, and, uh, yeah, and it comes and out it, and it's it's dead. Uh, yeah, exactly. To so on the top on the original design. So this is not the Canon. Well, it is the Canon if you don't have the blade grinding attachment. Uh, yeah, blade grinding attachment. So I, I just wasn't finished that particular <laughs> sentence. Anyway. So on all the, on the traditional design, I, I would say my two complaints are yes, like you said, number one, uh, you you really have to pull you know up and get the angle just right, you know, and it, it's it, it's a little bit it can be complicated. The other thing, um, and this again, this is why I sort of came to the conclusion that it works well for you know users and outdoor tools and things like that. At you know as you're um, as you're you're sharpening these things all little bits of abrasives and, and little bits of steel naturally sort of stick to the guide. So if you're, if you're trying to pull like a really finely finished, like a polished, uh, again, like a high end production or custom blade through that accumulation of abrasives is as you pull through is actually kind of scraping the other side of the knife. So the pull through workshops use, use on your, your heavy use stuff. If you want to try, um, and, and the other the other big big point to the Ken Onion with the grinder attachment is it does go to a very slow speed. It's variable speed, and low is not still high. Like low is actually low enough to uh, satisfy yeah. the knife makers that you know you're not going to heat up the blade and and uh, ruin your heat treat. Yeah, and it's oh, it's quiet yeah. too. It's amazing. It's a, well, on the you low. crank it up. Um, yeah, yeah, John, John, you like cranked it up to max, and it was it, it sounded like a. Um, a full-size grinder was running in there, but in my um, kitchen. it sounded like the beginning of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, when when there's no pull-through and and you really do just have uh, have you, that whole area to work freely and you can uh, maneuver and you know, I really do see a purpose for that for that machine. Um, and again, I mean, it's on one hand, I was thinking, oh, but it's not cheap compared to the others. But if it in any way, shape, or form replaces any of these other uh, sharpening systems that are, like I said, sort of medium to high end, you know, you're, you're spending two to $500 anyway. So really the only thing that it's uh, more expensive than is the sharp maker, yeah. which is, which can be said of almost any other sharpening True. system. The, well, anyway. what do you think about it in comparison to the wicked edge go the new wicked edge that got released for 200 bucks. That, that's kind of, that's on my, yeah, that's the only, yeah. And, and, and I have not seen the wicked edge go. I, I know, um, you know, I've bought a, a lot of Wicked Edge stones over the years, and I know that only comes with a, a single set of, you know, 200 and, is it 200 It's 200 and 600, which is like not, not the normal one. So like you're already yes. in a weird spot with that because mm-hmm. then if you want to get like, you don't have a 400, you're just doing the, gr- the jump to 600. It's, it's weird. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, in terms of price, that's actually the closest comparison yeah, is the, the Wicked Edge Go and the the Ken Onion full set with with the grinder attachment. So it's funny because they're two they're very very different uh, animals. Oh, you know, absolutely. they they really couldn't couldn't be more different. One is heavily guided, uh, you know, sitting on on rod ends or heim joints, and uh, the other is as unguided as it as can be, um, but makes up for that by n- sort of naturally giving you the option of uh, a convex edge, which a lot of people like. 
So, so basically what I got from this is uh, two things. One, Schrodinger's tip, and, <laughs> and two, uh, the pull-out method. Oh, wait, no, it's the pull-through method. <laughs> Schrodinger's tip, that's definitely the episode I had. But, uh, yeah. you know, they also gave us some other stuff. The combo one, not really, I don't think, Jake, unless you have some real thoughts about that one, it's not worth mentioning. But they gave us the, the freehand, the guided field sharpener, which is this cool little freehand setup. I'm excited to try it out. I have it, but... You haven't tried it yet? I don't have a lot of things to sharpen. I've got a I lot got of sharp it. knives and none that need sharpening, so... Oh, but dude, just... It, you don't, you don't even have to dull it first. Just resharpen one and see how you like yeah, it. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, it's it's cool. It, it's I'm excited to try it. I'll get, I'll get back to you guys next podcast about it. Ugh. You guys left me one, too, and I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do the, with this? Which one was that? The, uh, the Oh, the little tiny, <clears throat> tiny thing? No, yeah. no, no. I I left him the standard, like the original. Oh, yeah. What are you going to do with that? He I don't know. Supposed to, he's supposed to use that. Hey, What's that? I'm going to do the cat. <laughs> Refinish your kitchen table sure. with it or something. You can you yeah. can use it as a. It looks like a hand grinder. What am I? You can actually to do with rotate it to use it as a hand grinder. <laughs> I mean, that's the best thing you could do because I, you know, flashback to 2012 uh, in my college apartment, late at night using a work sharp ruined quite a few knives on the uh, original work sharp system. So. <laughs> oh, so you had? Oh one. yeah, I've had every knife sharpening yeah. system there is. I've had, I went from sh- the sharp maker to that. To the Edge Pro, to the Wicked Edge, to the Hapstone, and then also freehand shit in between. I have to say, you did a nice job with the barbecue sauce and the towel. Water. I, I the shittiest stones possible, actually. No, that was the K two I sharpened. Oh, it was the K. It was the K two. Sharpening yeah. S one yeah. was that S one ten V or CPM ten V on uh, 10, 10, 10 V yeah. on the shittiest, the shittiest of bench stones from Vipon. So my review on those is. They're bad. <laughs> they load up super fast, but they're five dollars. So I don't know. Use them on your parents' knives. You don't care about. Well, either way. So to to fix their quick loading, I did uh, I did go find an old uh, aquarium water pump, and I'm just going to do a little little mini uh, water flow setup. But hopefully that'll Over still apply when I get real stones at some point in the future. There, uh, yeah, you know what? The best the best deal on stones right now is to get these. Uh, bonded diamond stones not coated like the traditional stones from wicked edge and dmt and everybody these bonded ones from ukraine uh from gridomatic they're awesome they're probably the best deal Mm -hmm. in in knife sharpening right now i need i need a break from diamond stones Uh, there's just not a lot of good uh, offerings that can handle you know over three percent vanadium carbides someone needs to get the uh cbn sharpener the what? what? I don't know what it's called. The one that comes in in a no, the Russian crate. Yeah, the oh, Russian. Oh, the TS Prof. I, I said so. Tech Studio is Prof. Is it Tech Studio? That's yeah. it. That thing's crazy. Someone needs to get that. Yeah, but in like classic fashion with Russian and Chinese companies, they got like one bump and people got interested and they raised the price like at an outrageous amount. There's maybe we ought to swing this podcast dick their way and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we have slandered Russia a little bit too much to be able to get a t- get free tech studios. We're not Wrangle Star. That video actually has like multiple hundreds of thousands of views on YouTube because it's got some super clickbaity name about like this box from Russia changed my life. Yeah, yeah. Th- yes, the box from Russia changed my life. It's got 1.9 million it's, views. It sound- 
That sounds like a mail order bride uh, <laughs> advertisement. Yeah, I don't want to say this guy it, looks like he might mail order a bride, but he might mail order a bride. <laughs> Someone yeah, keep the knives away from her. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, did, what do you think of um, Maria Knives? Titty oh, okay. Knife? That's yeah. Main I don't thing know of the what week. to say. I saw. I woke. I woke up this morning. Speechless. Was it this morning? I can't remember. And I, I was like strolling through my feed like I usually do. I was like, something will, will wake me up here. Yep, oh, there they are, tits on a knife. And it's not like engraved tits, which is kind of no, the classic. It's, tits. No. it's straight up just like like a, a mammary. It, right there. It's like a the only way they could have done it better is if they actually put like a little silicone in, so it actually had jiggle to it and shit, you know? Like a like some sort of uh fidget tool, oh. but it's a fidget tip. <laughs> fidget nip. Yes, it's I I like you know I've talked about people sexualizing knives and how I think it's the weirdest fucking thing, but this is the new level. Like we have exceeded poor knives with three dimensional like body parts on knives now. Beautifully sculpted. I mean, like a nice perky tit right on the on the scale of that knife. It is. It's just so fucking weird. It's also, very. How strange. do you hold that knife? Like n- no offense. By the you 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 kind of sort of you you you. It's a supple. But firm grasp. Well, here's the thing. Unlike unlike real tits, it does not have any give, so it's just going to be like this metal thing poking in your hand. Like zirconium tits. It lactates oil that go all over the, be- you know, to lube it up with the <laughs> oh, bearing. God. Oh, that would be cr- it was It's self-lubricating. Oh, God. Yeah, mm. I, uh, I, uh... What did he do? Did he gild the nipples? Yes. I wasn't like sure gold. what was happening there. It's probably some sort of, I don't know. Yeah, they look gold. Do you think they, who's tits do you think they use to model those tits? I, I, I would say that person's probably honored, but let's be honest, if you were immortalized on a weird-ass knife, would you really be that, like, that happy about it? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anthony Marfione commented on it, and he was like, yes! Of course he did. Yeah, there's, <laughs> I don't know, there's enough weird, like, okay, maybe she doesn't do it as much. She used to post a lot of, like, the, the, the leg yeah, ones. like the weird sort of vaguely sexual. I, I enjoyed them. Yeah, no complaints for yeah, me. Just take a picture uh, of, the, of the leg without a knife, and I'm all about it. Let me just put it out there right now. It is International Women's Day. Today, <laughs> it is actually. We're recording that. And for like the, you know, it's great to have some female participation. Oh, absolutely. In the knife community. Yeah, we could definitely use more. And to all two of our uh, female listeners, thank you for listening. And it doesn't have to be international women's day for us to appreciate should we look at the new spider coast yeah let's what, do what that. a transition um they look nice i was looking at the the actual production sample photos that you sent earlier yeah uh they look good let's go to yeah go to spider co collector <clears throat> I sent the link um there's ones i mean they have production pieces of knives that were supposed to be released last year so that's kind of cool to see like the spider co hannon like might actually come into production this year, the Reinhold Rhino. So it was nice to see those, but there was a few new ones. Um, probably most prominently was the one from Black Snow Customs, the new Spider Co collaboration. Oh yes. The, uh, was it the Sabotage? Oh yeah. That that. I mean, I was actually on on the list for one of those the real the custom ones for a while, but it came up at a time where I could not even think about ordering. Yeah. So I just had him take me off the Ooh. list because there was going to be a while before I was going to be able to afford one. And he's a great guy. Um, he shares a uh, he did share a shop with Lee. Lerner. Yeah, yeah, and they're both in Israel, so yeah, great. They're both great guys, and he's a 
he was a new knife maker, but he took to it like, you know, as Jake said earlier, something like a like a baby goose. <laughs> I don't know what the reference was, but it made me. <laughs> the fuck is that? I don't, I don't know. know. Jake, I don't know. Yeah, Jake said it. That me... Mark took to to Levon nah, like got, a baby goose. You, you got your you got your references mixed up there. Yeah, maybe that was that was about a certain Mark. Yeah, I yeah. I know I know that, but none of us that, understood but... what the phrase meant. <laughs> So we're the ba- as like a baby goose. We're trying to figure anyway, it out now. Uh, either way, if, it doesn't matter. If a baby uh, goose gets separated from its mom, basically the next big animal that it sees, it just <laughs> follows for the rest of its well, life. Well, there we go. See, on it. We've always got animal facts on deck here. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, I didn't say I didn't like it. Uh, that's cool. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, I'm excited about the production. It looks very faithful to the, to the design and the construction of the... Uh, of the sabotage. Yeah, I mean it it's a weird knife to go with orange on though. I like the orange. I love orange. It's contrasty. It's a weird decision. Well, one that. of the original some of the original ones he did were the G10 and I remember distinctly an orange one. Yeah, it looks it looks a lot like the custom. I mean, there's no way around that. It's just basically the custom. Now, is it the small version of the custom or the full Four size? Four-inch blade, 9.25 inches. So it's overall. the full yeah. size. Wow. Neat. It, uh, it looks cool, but I have learned my lesson about blades that have that extremely abrupt sweep to the tip. They are extremely difficult to sharpen freehand because you have to do this crazy curvature to get it. Like the Lion Steel SR1 is the first time I encountered that. And after that, I was like, nope, not going to do this blade shape ever again. And that's kind of what's going on here. So... Well, I'll probably get it and never use it. So yeah, there we go. That. Uh, you know what I'm worried about? It's going to be S30V. I mean, I'm not worried because I honestly don't care, but like, uh, I'm, the <laughs> autistic screeching that's going to happen when it is S30V is going to be bad because people really can't stand when things are S30V these days. Better better S30 than S35, I say. <laughs> yes, Jake. You, your hot. hot take. Hey, it hot. This, that is hot. A genuinely organic hot take. Yeah. But... uh. You know what one doesn't look any better? The the Parada, the one with that new lock, that the stop lock. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Before we get onto that, I I just want to say I do like what the mantra looks like. Now I think it looks changes for the what, better. CF mantra. Yes. Yeah, and you know if it's got the new bearing set up and doesn't suck as a flipper, that'll be great. Yeah. And uh, what else we got here? There is another new one. That has not been shown before. That was not shown at like Blade or anything. It is. Uh, let me find it. Are we all in agreement that that Southern is not good? No, looking? it's because the 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 plunge is like awful. The the <laughs> Southern Hannon. And also, I just don't trust. Smartco's got to do something. I I don't necessarily have a lot of faith in them making a flipper that flips well. Um, even though it's just a dedicated flipper, so they don't have to try and make it work for all the opening methods, I'd still... You've mentioned that before, a time or two or ten. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what? I'm still biased. I mean, <laughs> it's because I've had, what, like two or three of them, and none of them are good? How was the dice? Didn't you have that, or the domino? That way back in the past, Levon? Yeah, they... we we each... Yeah, I had one, and he had the other, and they flipped just fine. Okay. Yeah, they were good. That's good to know. But the... Uh... Except that was during the the skinny washer period so they would have developed an issue yeah. at some point right or if i had over tightened it yeah. at all you know what looks and one did develop an issue yeah there we go yeah this this new one from that they hadn't shown before from alistair phillips i don't know this knife maker looks I'm, I'm gorgeous looking for it now it is carbon fiber 
Yeah, it looks contoured cool. carbon fiber with a red G10 backspacer. It's got the compression lock. It looks very nice. Three, uh, 3.3 oh, ounces, yeah. three and a half inch blade. That one looks cool. I'm all about that one. That's that. Oh, look at that. S30V if that, you zoom in. So it doesn't bother me. Jake won't have a problem with it. I, I don't have a problem with it. So, somebody <coughs> will. I think we can anticipate mm. at this point. We can kind of predict what people will say. Yeah. What do we feel about the price point on that uh, Rosanti? Uh, on the Rosanti, the Paisan, they have better pictures of it mm. since nobody really. It looks. Pictures. It looks very good. I, I mean, mean, yeah, it looks. It looks good. It looks as good as the Nirvana was, but it's what five twenty or something. Let me just double check that. I don't want to. That's absolutely insane. <laughs> what if it comes in at more money than the? Uh, it's five twenty. Yeah, it's going to be five hundred twenty dollars, and that's. What if that is more than the custom knife factory Satori, which is the other Recenti integral? Which one are you getting? It, it really needed to be made in America if that's the price point that they had in mind. Yeah, it's a. Uh, Sorry. Sorry, guys. It's, it's, it's the, the price creep is real. Like, I, I'm, I'm definitely not getting this for $520. That's that's uh, yeah. That's not a creep. That was that's a yeah, jump. I'm just I'm just for it's a, a straight up no for a Taichung yeah for a, a Taichung factory knife. I mean that just needed to be a, a Colorado. Knife. I like the change they made. It looks good. I have I mean there's no I have I really have no problems about the execution of the knife. Yeah, absolutely. It's just the the price is oh man yeah. You know what? Because other people have done integrals in that are also made overseas for cheaper. So. I don't know. Hey, that Liang Ma you have in your hand. Uh, yeah, which is way more detailed yeah. and way, way more, uh, way more everything. Yeah, just in every sense, it's more. And it is, except for in cost. I mean, the, I think mm -hmm. that one's 600 though, right? The Yeah, this, one, this one's pricey with the hand. Yeah, so if you got the yeah. comparable, if you got a stonewash version, it's 500 So $20 mm -hmm. cheaper and... It has got way more details. Arguably better, yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, and it's just, I don't know. I, I would rather have a multitude of different integrals on the market for that price than, it's, it's sad because it's, it's a cool knife, but nah, not for me. Yeah, I'm know. really curious to see if any, I mean, the Nirvana got discontinued in a year and, you know, part of that was probably because it was difficult to make and then part of it was also probably because it was expensive. I can't see this one lasting more than a year. Mm -hmm. uh, I like the uh, the now that I've seen better pictures of it. Um, the uh, what's the little guy called? The mouse. I mean the techno. The techno. Yeah, the mouse yeah. is the custom. The techno too. I mean, I like the green standoffs. That looks cool. Yeah, that was a nice little. And touch. I like the I like the the blade shape change, but it it's like the exact same size, so I don't. It's like not that exciting. It's too. It's also a little thin. Yeah, that's also a good idea, but like I don't know, maybe a different size would have been nice instead of an exact. Same size as the original Techno? Well, then I, it wouldn't I be think, a sequel. True. Yeah, no, I, I think that that was a, a huge selling point. Um, that was That's one of those knives that gained a real cult following um, because it, it just it felt much better in hand than it looked yeah. in pictures. And, um, you know, and it really caught on. I, I think slimming it down in thickness was the right thing to do because if anyone was turned off by it, it was, I mean, it was a little brick, yeah, seriously. you know what I mean? Like it was so thick that like for its size, it was just heavier than it should be. Um, so I think slimming it down and just updating the look a little bit was actually a, a great, great idea. What do you guys think about this Jonathan McNeese uh, collaboration? 1.5 inch blade. It's got, Oh, uh, that little warning. Yeah. It's thing. got like the, the syphilis pivot. 
And you're, not you're jumping all over the place, so I gotta scroll like crazy. That's the, that's the only other new knife, I think. Well, I have something to say about that. I mean, obviously, it's just hideous, and I don't get its place in the market <laughs> in the marketplace. But if you look at the photo, that's that shows a close up on the um, how nice it is to your thumb when you unlock it. You see yeah. that the little crater effect yeah. in there. So not only does it have a big bevel, um, and you know, cut out in the lock bar. But it's also textured, what I would say, properly. <laughs> you know, the, like the a couple years ago. Yeah, it's got the syphilis texture. The syphilis texture, yeah. Well, it looks perfect for your for your thumb. So yeah. I like well, that. That's you know, if that's the most exciting thing you can say about the knife, that it looks easy to disengage the lock when you want to disengage it. Is that really inspiring <laughs> it, a lot of passion? It is impossibly small too. Do you yeah, one point five inch blade. It it's it's crazy. Is there like a yeah. real demand for for like right hummingbird size knives? I don't, honestly, like, I think that pocket clip is kind of useless on there. Yeah, it's like, why, just put it in, like, your watch pocket or something. It's <clears> tiny. <throat> the size makes it a little more The pocket clip is the size of the knife. I didn't think about that. It's the, yeah. it's yeah. the size I mean, of the whole handle. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I never, I didn't get to handle your right coming bird. That was disappointing. Oh, uh, that was a stupid mistake. Yeah. But other than that, I don't think they really showed off anything new. Um yeah, it was like those four knives, and that's it. Spyderco doing weird things, as usual. Good. At least some things never change. <laughs> Certainly. The only thing that does change with Spyderco is the prices. It's price, yeah. Oh. Uh, but yeah, that, that sabotage these, looks great, is, though. Are these all Taichung factory knives, or is it just... Uh, most of them, but I think they'd like the little native, and I think the little native's made in America. Okay. But... I, I think they're pretty much at capacity with the American factory. They added the shaman and then the little natives. So they, mm. on top of all the I think the other I actually stuff. do like that. I think I do like that parada, by the way. Do you really? I think I like it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I definitely love the shape. I'm not sure what the lock is going to feel like. So, uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, we'll have to wait. We'll have to wait till we get that one in hand. I mean, I'm not going to pay money for it. Let's just be no. honest. And, and also the money that they'll want for it to be the dead horse is more than you're going to want to pay for it. Dead horses. Dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's no rube left. There's there's no jokes left there. I mean, it's just... Uh, did you guys see, if you scroll down, they go into, like, uh, there's a next article from January 13th, and it's the Mosquito, the unofficial Spider-Co folder. I did. I have read that and seen that before. Yeah, <clears throat> I have not. It's very that. strange. Scroll down. All right. It's a. It's a modified ladybug. <laughs> the mosquito. It's an attractive name. It, it's for like the worst creature on the face of the right? earth. Oh, that is. Yeah, well, I hate that thing. Oh God! It's well, a, like a really visceral reaction upon seeing that. Yes, good. <laughs> That's awful. That's all I wanted you guys. We have to put a link to that yeah. now in our show notes. Oh, uh, yeah. Should we uh, do... We actually got a few questions, like not bad questions either, from Instagram. Should we do those? Yeah, yeah. Shall we? Yeah, Michelle? yeah, yeah. Let me let me go take a look. Um, well, the first one's from NFresh6. Get Brian to talk about the chicane, maybe. Well, Brian, do you want to talk about the chicane? Didn't we already? Yeah. I think he already did. <laughs> we talked about the pocket clip. Probably. At least you guys know what kind of pocket clip it's going to have. Potentially. Potentially. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know what else you really want to know about. It comes out when it comes I, out. I, I, well, it's a different it's a different system than what people have uh, gotten used to from ordering the uh, the mini typhoon. You know, well, I have a feeling that this one's going to be very polarizing, so I don't want to um, get into a bunch of orders with it right away. I kind of want to feel out what people think of it, so I'm going to start Trickle off with a few. You know, the other problem is right now, um, I'm going to be I'm going to have to start making a knife for blade soon. So that's going to tie things up also. So it's it's going to be slow. There's going to be a slow year. It's not going to be I'm not going to be busting knives out like I was. The ones I'm going to be making though are going to be nicer. So the first few, the first little batch of chicanes which are going to you know be my first test form, um they're going to be on the fancier end. That makes I sense. can't wait. Um let's see. Stephen Bishop wants to know about our favorite adult beverages. So uh <clears throat> Well, I mean, there was a time when it was whiskey, but yeah, that that time is long gone. I mean, if you went by what people drank at at the get together, oh, it was it's an all entire La- case La- of Roy. It's all it's all Lacroix all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this uh, the way that the way this story will be told in the future was that uh, I invited a bunch of people to Levon's house without his knowledge. And therefore, he was not prepared for a party, and therefore, the only beverage served was sparkling water, flavored sparkling water. I mean, I have beer and booze, but nobody drank it. Yeah, it just kind of happened. We were so focused on littering your house with paper yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you would think everyone was drunk the way that the house was left, but no, no, no everybody was sober. <laughs> um, we can shout out who who was there. Was it was uh, John Gray, uh, John Gray, um, Herman Octor of Octor Knives, and Frank Landau, which is he used to be C four Kydex, and now he's C he four he Knives and Kydex, I think. But he makes uh, he makes an awesome fixed blade as well. Yes, that was good. Uh, one more question from and uh, Fresh. He said uh, if. If each of you were to buy a knife tomorrow, what would it be? Or maybe there's one you're already eyeing. Mm-hmm. I have, I, like, I, th- I have like three answers, so you go first. Uh, immediately on my immediate buy list are the two new uh, releases from Begged Knives. Uh, the Riot Built Steelcraft Series uh, for the uh, Mini Glimpse. And I really want to try the Mini Quaken. Or the three-quarter Quaken. I forgot what they call it. I, uh, uh, mine is still the Copper Natrix. Oh, yeah. And I, I at the same time, I'll probably... But you can't buy that around. tomorrow. You can't buy yeah, that tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, I was going to, in typical form, give a real douchey answer and say, uh, my, the, I've decided that the next time I need a knife or the next knife I'm like... You could be an excuse to, to buy? It's set out to purchase, yeah. Like when the next time I have an excuse to buy a knife, I'm just going to make that knife, assuming it's a fixed blade, of course. Which is why I've kind of been sort of uh, shifting my focus around here to set up a, you know, get set up to do that. So that's what I'm working on at the moment. So tomorrow, I actually do plan to finish building this thing. Uh, so that's my answer: is a little uh, seven-inch bushcrafty fixed blade. 
Dave? Wow, I have myself muted. I just pulled a Brian. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if, if Brian sucker. were to buy his first knife tomorrow, <laughs> what would it be? If I was to buy my first knife tomorrow? Yes. Um, like, what would you pick right now if you could if you could go buy a knife? It would be a gun. <laughs> <laughs> He's a real knife nut, everybody. Jesus God. What gun would you buy tomorrow? I don't know. I, I'm actually on it. You know what? It's funny because um, I'm just enjoying shooting. So I've been shooting a lot lately. So instead of spending my money on guns, I've been spending it on ammo, and it's it's uh, I'm enjoying it a whole lot more. I don't really need any more new guns. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fucking what kind of ammo would you buy then? Could you just answer the question in some capacity? I'd buy forty-five thousand rounds of nine millimeter and give me another fifty k <laughs> and forty-five and we're yeah. Okay. I, I would get the the Wii Knife Zeta. I want to get one before they disappear. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Any well, of the... That's the only thing that's kind of on my radar. That and the when ZT drops the O six O nine shortly, but that's kind of it for now. I'm pretty happy about what we have. Um, I want another mini typhoon. I'm content with mine. So, I'd like one of my daggers. Tell you the truth. There we go. Oh, I can yeah. have one. Except, except in New Jersey, I'd go to jail for it. <laughs> Just only sharpen one that's side. That's why you you send it. That's why you sell one to me, and I can come I, visit it. Yeah, you can come visit it. Yep. <laughs> we'll have joint custody of one. And then there's a there's a comment in there about about North Arm knives, and this well, I don't even know exa- who that is. Is this company that came out of nowhere? They're like I think all the stuff is completely CNC made. It looks like because you can see the lines on the blade from the the tool lines or tool path or whatever. And I don't know. I, I've just, they've not been on my radar, but like a, they're getting a lot of buzz. It's apparently, I think it's really cheap. That's why. And like pretty well made, but it is just a very unattractive sort of boring design to me. It's called the Skaha S K A H A. And, uh, I don't know, just not doing it for me. He talks And that same guy talks about demand for some knife that I have not heard of any demand for a knife that they produce. There, no, there's a, there's a pretty link, huge amount link, of demand. Please. We're kind of yeah, oh, we're, really? yeah, we're kind of uh, out of the loop here. Link yeah, this game. is kind of embarrassing since we're supposed to be like the cognizetti of the knife field, but like mm. this one just like I don't know. I don't think they're going the normal channel. I, I want to say this has something to do with Reddit because that's like the one place I don't check for any uh, information about. Let me knives. go take a look at this knife. Link, please. I sent it in the Hangouts chat. Ah, here we go. It's it's two twenty five Canadian. That's more expensive than I expected. Oh wait, I did see this. Is this the one that uh, that Nick Shabazz reviewed? Yeah, too? a few people have gotten them and reviewed them. What's the name the of it? The North Arm Knives Skaha S K A H A. Oh yeah, uh, I was just wondering if I was looking at the right yeah. one. I think they're like, ugh, not a fan. But I just don't like the. It looks too uh, CNC. The blade. This site is is impossible to navigate on. I mobile. think this is why the person said IT issues. This is very confusing. Jesus. Yeah. Okay, so it's 187 US dollars for a knife. Okay. <laughs> I guess that's pretty good. It's made in Canada. That's 35 yen. Made in it Canada. has a throwback feel to it. Look how thin the blade is. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it definitely feels like throwback. Uh, Jake, what was that knife you had from that maker on Bladeforms who all made handmade all of his knives? Uh, it was a, a custom. Was that one guy? Uh, uh, the one that he gave me. I'll never remember the guy's me. name, but he like. Well, Walt, yeah, Walter Wells is the one I gave to Lavon. There's another one. I'm never gonna remember the guy's and... name. And 
It looks. It reminds me of those. You're, you you caused a brain fart. Hang yeah, on. I'm never gonna remember this. We're, we're not gonna be able to find any information about this guy anyway. So segment's pointless. But I can't. I still haven't even seen a picture of this knife on the mobile site. I'm gonna try going to it on the fucking. You might. You it, might just have to Google image search it. Don't kill um, yourself. It's not. It's really not worth it. I'm gonna try. I think uh, I was watching. Oh, I was I watching Austin's it. live stream, and I. Did he did he actually pull these wires off of some spider codes? What's happening? Yeah, the wire. I mean, I like the wire clip, so I guess it's cool that someone's yeah. using the wire clip. But, uh, I mean, I don't have a problem with anything about the knife, really, except that. Meh. It's just it's not really inspiring me. People just like to be, you know, whatever. Um. The, that same guy goes on to say uh, something about uh, about Microtech, quote unquote, bringing the fire. Oh, dropping fire. Um, what have they dropped? I mean, this, the new SOCOM Elite is cool. Yeah, but that's not new. We've been talking about that yeah. since. It's been a long time coming. It's not. It's also it's not new. Yeah. It's the old SOCOM Elite. Yeah, just with Torx hardware. Oh no, the old one had Torx hardware too. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, it's ever so slightly different. I don't know. Yeah, and then the <clears throat> the textureless cipher, aka an ultra tech. Uh, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I... Did you did you see the the new stormtrooper cipher? That's nine hundred seventy five dollars. It's I think a production one too. Is it pretty? No, it's not that cool. It comes with like a a handmade stormtrooper esque bead from Schmuckatelli or something. I don't know. It was not. It's, it was not super exciting. I did not see but it. I, I, I didn't realize that they were still keeping with the uh, the fake Star Wars knives. What it I was, did it see was Ron, Ron Flaherty, by Ron the way. Ron Flaherty. The other... Wow, there's a blast from That's what that and, knife reminds me of. Thank you. Uh, okay. Hey, but, uh, yeah, I know. I thought you were going to, you were referring to Thin Blade Stock, and I was going to say, no, that actually has relatively. No, it's just like the overall. Shape and design just reminded me Look, of that guy. Yeah. That's a there's a real blast and fast. I don't think those knives are made anymore. <coughs> I remember that knife. Yes, yeah. that that was gifted to a close friend, so it's not far away. So it's thrown in a drawer somewhere. Yep. <laughs> custom knife thrown well, in a drawer. It was his. It's his first custom knife, so uh, he. Yeah, he's definitely not using it. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see that one again. Doesn't this knife? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm still trying to look through Microtech's uh, page to see if there's any quote-unquote fire. There's no fire. I mean, I could... False alarm. <laughs> wow, nicely done. Um... Dead air. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was waiting All for right, it. Want to wrap it up? Yeah, um, I feel like we there was something else we needed to talk about, but maybe not. We oh, we'll, we'll eventually be giving away pitched. something from Workshop once they actually get back in touch with us. The working theory right now is that they abandoned us after they actually listened to the podcast and realized they didn't want us affiliated with them. <laughs> it's probably true. Um, we have some new merch on the oh, website. Yes, the China D two shirts. Get them while they're hot. Yeah, I don't know what. If you DM me on Instagram, I'll send you a coupon code if you want to. If you want to get a little. You want to get a, you know, if you want to spend some money with us, that'd be great. Yeah, then I get to get the emails and the pictures of my stickers, like on people's machines and shit. 
It's great. People people have bought that. They they love that. I'm gonna put your face on more stuff. Yes. I'm gonna have a street team painting graffiti. I'm gonna wait until you face. make money, and then I'm gonna sue your ass. Oh yeah, oh, the all the money that we're making. Oh yes, <laughs> the tens upon tens of I'm dollars. Waiting. I'm waiting. I'm counting on. I'm counting on you guys to do something with this shit. Yeah, this shit show. We're trying. We're trying. Uh, other than that, uh, please visit uh, our our gracious uh, sponsor, Tackle Outdoors, for if you want to buy some stuff and get ten percent off. Put in coupon code Knife Nuts. Um, what else? Go to our website, KnifeNuts.net. We you can now listen to the podcast on YouTube, right? Yep, mostly. I'll upload the rest. Of the episodes. I'll upload the rest of the episodes. I got lazy. Oh, you God. can mostly listen to it on pod on on YouTube. If you want to hear it first, go through conventional podcast means. And for our next uh, episode, at least one of the topics will be a very in depth look at some Quest custom knives. Oh yeah, we've got to do that. So we'll have to do that eventually. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I assume the music is fading in at this point, so uh, uh, just just have Jake do it yeah, every time. Don't... Yeah. Oh God. That <laughs> sounds like a cat in heat. <laughs> and that's uh, good night, everybody. Thank you. Make sure you get Take the care. sweet parts in there. <laughs>